and welcome to the Bad Movie Reviews podcast. Not exactly sure what episode it was. I kind of choked up there, but um, <laughs> hosted by myself, Ben, and we've got Daniel. Um, we'll re- be reviewing a, a few movies this week. I guess it's a bit of a horror special. There's uh, covering the, the horror film of the year, Bros. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're covering Pearl, which is a... Um, prequel to the T West film X, which came out earlier this year, which I think we both kind of really enjoyed. Yeah, it was good. Um, and an Australian film called Sissy, and then I'll be touching on a few films that I've I've uh, seen as well, which uh, Daniel Daniel missed. But we'll jump into movie news. There's actually a fair um, a fair bit here um, to unpack. First of all, starting off with the Venom films, which I've not really been a huge fan of. Uh, Kelly Marvel, who wrote the first first two films, um, is going to direct the third. So she's not directed any movie before. To give you an idea of what movie she's written, she's written all, all Venom movies. Saving Mr. Banks, which I actually enjoyed. It was the Tom Hanks one where he plays Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? It was, a, was good, a great good, film. Good family like friendly. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a masterpiece as well. <laughs> yeah. So gives you an idea of the <laughs> kind of quality she's written. But what are your thoughts? I think Tom Hardy's actually co-writing it as well, which is a bit weird because... Look, I'm all for it. I feel like writers have their own vision on certain things and sometimes it doesn't always get directed or projected in a certain way. And I feel like this might be at least a good opportunity for someone with their vision that they've had probably for two whole movies now or years to put some of that into play. Yeah. The only risky thing is is obviously you've not directed a film before and you're probably given – it's not a small movie, let's be real. You're probably given a – 70 plus million dollar budget yeah so it's a lot of risk involved but it could play off because as you said it's it's their vision a lot of writers i mean a lot of the best directors write all their stuff you look at tarantino nolan um nolan obviously co-writes like damien chazelle who's one of my favorites james they, a lot of them will, will write their stuff so it's interesting but I, i'm not necessarily that keen i thought the last two were pretty first one was kind of on the nose meta a little bit kind of funny second one was I feel like Pretty they're shit. not great movies. They're just enjoyable, but, you yeah. know, well, give her a chance, I guess. See what happens. Yeah, I would agree. This one I'm actually really keen on. Um, so Henry Cavill and Isa Gonzalez. Now, um, they're going to lead a Guy Ritchie World War II action spy pick called the Ministry of the Ungentle, Ungentlemanly Warfare, which is apparently the clan or the, the group that um, Christopher Lee, who plays... Sauron in the Lord of the Rings yeah. was part of in real life. So the rumour is it's going to be a Christopher Lee biopic. Oh, cool. Which I don't know if you've read up on him. He was like an actual war survivor. And like when Peter Jackson was directing him in um in uh, Lord of the Rings, he was like, you need to make this noise when you're getting stabbed. And he's apparently turned around. He's like, Peter, have you ever heard a man getting stabbed? It's like <laughs> this. Like it, apparently like he was like, like a genuine, obviously played like Dracula, but like he was a World War veteran and like, Henry Cavill playing him. Yeah. Can you imagine someone saying that to you like mid-acting? I'd be shitting myself. I'd be low-key scared. Really? Um, I'm all for that news. I think Henry Cavill is very underrated. Anyone who, oh. who thinks he doesn't have acting chops needs to go watch like The Man from Uncle. Great flick. I don't know if I've seen The Man from Uncle. It's a, also a Guy Ritchie film. It's kind of like a James Bond but comedy. Oh, cool. In a way. Yeah. Um, And it did really well, got really good reviews, but kind of bombed at the box office. And there was rumours to be like its own kind of Bond saga kind of thing. I liked his tiny little role in, was it Jack Reacher or the Mission Impossible? That was it. Oh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Locking his guns. Yeah, yeah. He was really good in that. Um, 
Now, this one is interesting. This one's interesting. This one's actually filming in, in Sydney as we speak. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is Your joined, uh, being casted in a film called The Fall Guy by Universal, which is apparently based on a, an old TV show where he was a stunt double, but basically, and then like went missing in Hollywood and then got hired as like a hitman on the site. Yeah, right. So it sounds really interesting. I love Ryan Gosling, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think we obviously spoke about him when we saw Bullet Train where he plays Mandarin and we're, yeah. I'm all for him getting more getting 100%. more movies. I think he's been – he was in also The King's Man, like prequel um, earlier this year, but had like a non-existent role pretty much. But um, really I think – need him more as a leading man, like – uh, he's he has, only really he has bit, the chops. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a movie called Nocturnal Animals, which is actually directed by the fashion designer Tom I think, Ford. I think you've told me about with Nocturnal Jake Gyllenhaal, and he plays like a creepy, like not kind of rapist. Like on the like, it's hard to say, but I've never felt more uncomfortable watching an actor perform than in that movie. Yeah, cool. you know when you're watching someone, you're like, I fucking hate him, and we'll get back to that later when we review Sissy. But um, <laughs> he's like that. Yeah, cool. Um, this one's interesting. So I don't know. You, you've obviously heard, I presume, of the Broadway show called Wicked. Um, they're yep. making a two-part movie of it, which always happens. Why not? Jo- Jeff Goldblum has been casted as the wizard. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know how I've ever felt about Jeff Goldblum. If he, I don't, I can't don't tell think he's if, a great actor. I can't tell if he's amazing himself. or not, or is he just playing himself in every yeah, single thing I've, he's I, in? I've never watched a film and thought he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I just, he's just really likable. Like, yeah, I think that's But what, he does, does it well. He does, like, he does, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah he, do, he does it well, and that's the thing. But it's an interesting casting. They've got a good cast. I think Ariana Grande is um, playing one of the witches, on one of the um, main girls in it as well, which obviously she has some singing chops. So and she's done following the musical kind of Yeah, she's outfit. done Broadway. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty um, – and it's directed by the director of Crazy Rich Asians, which I know you're not the biggest fan of rom-coms, but that was actually really enjoyable. I think I've seen that. You probably have. It was pretty big. Oh, we would have been working at the movies at the time, I probably, think. That's probably why I've seen um, it. Now, this is interesting. Uh, William Jackson Harper has been casted in a mystery role in the new Ant-Man Quantumania, which the trailer came out recently for that. I thought it looked really good. Um, he's from the show called The Good Place, but there's a lot of rumours going around that he might be casted as Reed from, like, Fantastic Four. Oh. Which, like, he actually, if you watch The Good Place, I actually think his personality is very, like, I've seen on the nose the good for place. Rich. That's the one where she, she d- spoilers, kind of like dies over and over again or whatever. Yeah, She's yeah. And it's like in, like in between kind limbo of, like, of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, like heaven hell kind of scenario. It's actually a really good show, but I um don't know what he is. There, there, there was, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around he's been casted as Reed Richards, but then there's a lot of rumors going around he's been casted as like a leader of a rebel outpost. But as soon as they get casted and it's a mystery role, it's always. It's usually something key. It's usually something key that they don't want to yeah. announce because it's like if it is Reed Richards, we're not going to announce that he's in the film kind of thing. Um, it's so exciting though. I good like on him. He's obviously he's really done only um, really only done TV shows, so it's obviously a bit of a step up for him. So I think he's a great actor. Could keen to see him. Um, this one's a little bit more sort of TV news, but we obviously discussed it last week um, that Henry Cavill is back as Superman, but he's actually pulled out of the. Witcher season four onwards and um, being replaced by Liam Hemsworth, fellow yep. Australian. I really want to know what your thoughts are on this because there's a lot of rumours going around about certain things, but what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've heard some of the kind of rumours altogether and I know that 
like Henry himself is a massive nerd. And well, he's he's like he advocated for this role. He's yeah. like I, he he was a huge fan of the video games, the books. The rumor I've been reading, obviously, he's probably been offered a massive bag of Superman. And let's be honest, like that 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 kind of role is something you need to probably dedicate a lot of time to. Obviously, you've got like your workout like regime that you do, but like you're filming that kind of big budget film if they're making Man of Steel two, which I presume they would. It's a seven, eight month process and which are like t- TV shows are usually longer than movies, generally speaking, especially yeah. like Netflix ones and ones of this caliber. But the rumor going around is he he came out and he dedicated himself. He's like, I'm going to stay there for the seven season, which apparently it's seven seasons that they're rumored. But then yeah. it's came Following out. Following each book. It came out recently that apparently the writers of the show hate the games and the original books yep. and like have, have really hated it and laughed about it and and Henry came out recently saying he was really not a fan of that and that he's been advocating for like not basically to be like a stone wall of a character to have the emotional side and all that side that's explored in the books. So it is interesting. I I thought he was actually a good casting and he played him well. But to be honest, Liam Hemsworth actually like – in terms of the sheer size of Geralt, like Henry's not really – Exactly like Geralt's a pretty like you know six foot four skinny man and Henry Cavill's built like a fucking wall. Depends, See, Liam Hemsworth depends, actually, depends on the book and game. He's pretty fitting to some of it, but early yeah, stages. Yeah, I actually don't mind the casting of Liam Hemsworth to be honest. Yeah, I'm look. I'm really kind of mixed because yeah, I heard that he's very unhappy with kind of the direction it's going in and everything else, and he really wants it to stick true to pretty much the universe and. These directors want to, and writers want to go in the story of kind of like what Halo did with their spin-off series and just make something that doesn't make that sense. That was dog shit. That show yeah, was dog they, shit. They want to make something that doesn't make sense. They want to make their own canon and then say it's canon and they want to create their own stories and change everything else altogether. And uh, I can understand for pulling out of that when you're so – when you're kind of like a passionate nerd, which he kind of is, to – Yeah, I can understand being annoyed, but I, I presume it's probably a bit of both, to be honest. Like he does have – other commitments and there's been rumours going around that he might be casted as Aegon in the Game of Thrones uh, House of oh, Dragon okay. as like the older one. But there's also rumours that because um, Amazon have announced a Mass Effect series, Amazon Prime, yeah, that um, he's he been rumoured as Commander Shepard, which I don't know about that casting. He's also perfect. Perfect. <laughs> the physicality though, like it's a bit weird. Like Commander Shepard's not fucking built like that, let's be real. I mean, he's got armor, who knows, but yeah. he's pretty slender in the you know, show. You know, <laughs> but, but if at the end of the day, physicality-wise, if they're, if they're a good actor and, and do the role well, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But I presume he has a lot of commitments going on. So it is sad to see because I did like him as it. I'm, I must admit I wasn't the biggest fan of season two. Like I really enjoyed season one. I thought there was a dip of quality in two. Witcher, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see season three because maybe that's just dog shit and that part of a reason. It. Yeah, it is. Like, season three hasn't come out. No, yet. no, no. It's in like the 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 season two is um, oh dipping. Quality. It, it's kind of like filler to get you ready for like the rest of it. And there's like dramatic things that happen in season three. Yeah, and four. I, I know that. I know the story. I was Based just on more the meaning. Books, I was, they follow yeah, I was just more meaning. Um, if there was like, if it just they they went astray and it wasn't a good yeah. show, and he signed on for three years originally. So, um, yeah, Look, it's interesting. I like the idea of Hemsworth um, in it. He's um. I think he's Apparently a good actor he's a massive and underused. Nerd too. I have heard that, but then I've heard things being like, "Oh, it's a PR stunt that he's oh. not." But I, I presume they. I, I like both Hemsworths, to be honest. The yeah. um, next next bit of you, this is going on on 
the Marvel side of things. Now, I might absolutely butcher this name, but Yahya Abdul-Mateen has been hired as Wonder Man for Marvel. He's now, Wonder Man is essentially Superman, uh, Marvel, Marvel's version of Superman in a way. Um, now, the actual, I think it's originally a TV show that's getting made, but I must admit I'm a big fan of this actor. Now, most recently you probably have no oh, idea who. I, I know who Wonder um, Man is, yeah. Who's the actor? He was in, um, played Black Mantra in, um, yep. in Aquaman 1. He played um, most recently he was in Ambulance. He was the um, brother of like Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Although oh, yeah. not the brother, but you know what I mean. The, yeah. um, he also played Morpheus in the most recent Matrix, which I did not like, but I did like him as I an actor. I really like him as an actor. I, I'm a big fan, so um, I'm intrigued to see what they do. As as I said, it's a TV show, so yeah. it'll probably link in at some point, but who knows? To be honest, I'm, I'm all for it. I like the casting. I don't know enough about Wonder Man to sit there and go, fuck, I hate the casting, but <laughs> I, I just like him as an actor and I'm keen to see him do a, a little bit more work. Now, the last bit of news, though, is pretty big, to be honest, um, in terms of, of movie, DC, um, but Peter Safran, who's pretty much a, a producer for all the Conjuring movies and and created that universe, um, he has been hired and along with James Gunn, who's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, so the most recent, the Suicide Squad, they've been hired as essentially the Kevin Feige of DC. So it's they've announced it's called DC Studios within Warner Bros. So it basically takes care of Warner's DC-based films, TV, Good. live action and animated. What are your overall thoughts on that? I think it's great. I, I love James Gunn. I feel like with all the stuff that's gone on recently with uh, Warner Bros. and DC kind of all together, it's good to see some positive positive take on anything for once yeah um yeah they, they've delivered pretty well and obviously with the uh peacemaker series too james gunn worked towards wasn't it he, he directed the whole thing and wrote the whole thing yeah, yeah. look I, I feel like it's some steps in some right directions for sure I, w- I would tend to agree i don't know what they're planning on doing with henry cavill coming back or obviously they've got a few films already in the work as we chatted on lot yeah sorry last week but um i'm a, I'm a fan of it i must admit the conjuring films i'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Oh, the first one was good, but obviously Peter Safran's more the DC producing side. That's apparently the rumor. James Gunn's going to do all the writing and all that side, and then Peter Safran's just going to do the producing. But um, I don't mind it. I think James Gunn's very talented. The only thing is, is obviously all of his films are very comedic, which are good. Like I really enjoy all yeah. the Guardians films. I enjoyed the Suicide Squad, the Peacemaker show. The only thing is, obviously, like you know, when it comes to certain characters within the DC universe, they're probably not really comedic. So it's just, yeah, yeah. it's just, um, but obviously they're going to have writers and things like that for that. So um, really intrigued onto where they go from there. And I know they've asked Kevin Feige most recently, the Black Panther premiere, and I do tend to agree with him. He actually said that um, any dollar that DC makes isn't a dollar that Marvel loses. It's it's com- competitive, um, like competition, really. Like every time DC make a great film, Marvel have got to you know step up. So, um, really intrigued. I, I'm all for it. But other than that, that's pretty much all for for news. So we'll jump into to some reviews and we'll just take a quick break. Easy, so thanks for sticking around. Um, <laughs> I might quickly go from. We'll, we'll jump into our review of Pearl and Sissy, but might be easier to just get what a couple out of the way. 
Get yours um, ones. My, yeah. My, yeah, so I, um, I've got two films that I want to recommend. I won't sort of go into depth on them, but um, The Stranger, which is an Australian film, which is now out on Netflix starring Joe Edgerton and Sean Harris from The Mission Impossible film, which is based on – it's not sort of fiction, but it's based on a true story about a, a murder of a child that happened in Australia that was pretty heavily – Advertised. I can't remember the name, but you probably already um, no idea. No idea. Um, <laughs> highly recommend that film. It wasn't the best film I've ever seen in any means, but um, just a good gripping tale, very unsettling. Um, and I love Australian films are generally very difficult to watch. They're always brutal subject matters, but always, um, always. Highly recommend that. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Next film was a film I saw recently, which is a, a French film called The Night of the Twelfth which is similar setting. It's um, at the start of the film, it basically says, oh, you know, 800 murders a year in France and 20% of them don't ever get solved. And it was basically based on a on a murder where this woman was walking home and a guy threw, or they actually don't know, someone threw gasoline or alcohol on them and then burnt them alive Wowee. to death. Um, and it basically just goes through the police side of things and essentially interviewing all the ex-partners and things like that and it's, kind of just really unsettling obviously um it kind of you already know sort of obviously it's never solved at the start of the film they kind of say that but highly um recommend that as one as well definitely go see that was that a foreign film yeah french but french based film so um if you can get over the two inch subtitles then it is a very good movie um <laughs> and then we'll jump into uh bros which i i did watch i'll probably jump into a little bit more in depth in in this one, but um, I actually found it quite amusing, I'll be honest. Um, I don't know what I was really expecting, but I did kind of, there was definitely some laughs. I have some negatives. It was very by the books. Like it was very formulaic um, romantic comedy kind of thing. Like it was just act one, this happens, they meet each other. Act two, there's some drama, tension, drama, act three, fucking dandy, you know, but um, (laughs) No, I, I, I did find enjoyment in it. And the only thing is the main character is also very unlikable, um, who's Billy Eichner. He plays Billy in the movie as well. Um, I don't know if anyone doesn't like him in real life as well, but no idea. I'm sort of out of, out of that sort of SNL or American comedy scene. So I actually did, did find, you know, enjoyment in it. The only thing I would say is obviously I'm not its target audience and it does kind of alienate that part of it a bit as well like it definitely made jokes and um yeah definitely made jokes and comments about obviously like the you know like people in the past that have been gay or made like you know gay jokes not not the jokes that are gay but like jokes about gay people or things like that which i didn't quite understand but to be fairness i'm not going to give it a negative for that it's just kind of like obviously that's its target yeah. audience. But I did find enjoyment in it. Obviously, um, definitely one of the better romantic comedies I've seen, to be fair. None of them are that great. Oh, but cool. in a I'll while, it. it's, it's definitely funny. You won't watch. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, no, but I did recommend it. But uh, I would recommend it. Definitely some laughs. I might jump into, other than that, that's kind of three films off the top. So um, other than that, we'll jump into a review of a film we just watched, which was Sissy, which is an Australian film. Um, that's kind of based on a on a on a girl who 
reconnects with her friend of the past and it kind of goes into it's a it's a horror film in a way or kind of really just fucked up so um what were your thoughts on the film i know we just spoke about how fucked australian films can yeah, be yeah they always um follow usually some touchy subjects or some on the nose kind of topics and for me this movie was good in the aspect of i think it achieved what it was trying to do and the story that it wanted to tell and i thought um uh the story is very cohesive being a prequel to the movie x2 as in no, I thought, sissy we're reviewing. oh God, <laughs> Jesus! Where are we? Anyway, scrap well, that. Funnily enough, everything you said worked well, and I was sitting here. I'm like, yep. And then you just said it worked as a prequel. I was like, hang on a second. You know, I was actually talking about in my head to sissy. sissy. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then I can my tell. mind just then, changed. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. mind just anyway. changed. Anyway, <laughs> movie sissy. Sorry, uh, good film. Um, it yeah. Sorry, told. The exact same story as that, like what it wanted to do, and it had aspects similar to bodies, bodies, bodies. I don't know why I added in the other part because I was about to say bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, but just it had it. similar aspects in that of where it was kind of like touching on the kind of like negative, like impact modern society, and that we all need like verification from people that we validation, don't even know or yeah. validation, yeah, or people that we don't even know or care about, and that's actually more important than anything it's more important to be accepted and liked and loved or what's perceived to be that than actually trying to deal with the internal problems and struggles of real day life yeah. and trauma and everything in between and she's never gone she obviously suffers this kind of uh trauma but she never goes for anyone any help or anything like that but then she starts trying kind of to like lecturing others. people on her experience and how they can deal with that even though she hasn't um so i feel like it for me extremely triggering um, but the entire film did exactly what it needed to do and it told a story of kind of like modern society and that people validate as people want validation more than they do nearly anything else to deal with something it's more important to them and every time she'd view she'd get some validation she was got like a rush of endorphins and she was happy and yeah and it visibly and showed like you know pupils dilating yeah it's yeah. um look good movie i really enjoyed it i um i, I kind of feel a bit in two, two sort of straight, like, you know, two, two different ways here. And I don't think it's a great movie. Like it's very, it's, it's, you can tell it's low budget in a way you can tell it's, but it's, but it's done well in what it's trying to do. I, I tend to agree. I don't think it's a film to ring home about, but everything it did, it did well. Like it, it's a sort of more in-depth look of, of dealing with, as you said, trauma, um, kind of an on-the-nose look at, at society nowadays and influences cancel culture, sorry, cancel culture and, and things like that. But it was it was definitely an interesting movie. It was kind of, I, I actually said this to Daniel when watching it, Australian films are very hard to, to watch because it's kind of like a bit, um, kind of a bit, what's the word? It kind of just feels a bit uncomfortable because we're so used to obviously consuming media that's, you know, from from US, UK, foreign films of it, like where you don't hear Australian accents much at all in films where it's kind of just a bit like of a shock. So it, it always just feels weird. But um, take, <laughs> taking that away, I don't know why I even said that, but <laughs> taking that away, um, definitely things to enjoy here. Um I don't. I don't know if I can like sit here and recommend it because no, it's not like no. I thought it was okay. It's just like it's a very it's out, like obviously dealing with trauma, bullying. It's got a, a look at bullying, yeah, trauma, all those things. I said 
albeit that it's a very, it's a very full on look at what trauma can do. It's like Halloween ends where we, we saw that. And had to make that obviously <laughs> smile or, or smile also interestingly dealt with trauma, but it was more like a supernatural look of it. And it was a bit like more far fetched. Whereas this is like, Oh, if you have bullied, you know, if you've been bullied and same with Halloween, it's been bullied, have a bit of trauma. You might fucking kill someone kind of thing. Like, and it's just like, yeah. it's, it's a very full on look at it. Um, so it's just kind of a bit weird, but it is um it is a good film by all means, but it's um also a good Australian film. Australians are very films are very very hit and miss. We've had some absolute mares previously, <laughs> um, but yeah, can't can't probably sit here and recommend it. I think it does come out this week in Australian cinemas. I'm not sure yeah. where else it it comes out. Um, to be fair, because usually they're not sort of the highest distributed movies in the world, so um. Other than that, we might take a, a quick break and we'll probably go in a bit more into depth in our review of Pearl, um, which is starring Mia Goth and T West, oh, which well, is a prequel, yep. prequel to um, the movie X. So we'll, we'll take a quick break and we'll jump into that. Easy. So we'll jump into our, our review wow. of um, X, which we just spoke about. Sorry about the, the barking dog. But, um, yeah, so prequel to obviously the um, 2022 horror film called X, which was – Essentially about a group of adult porn stars going into a, a remote cabin and making a, an 80s porn film with um, a, a horror film. This is a um, prequel to that. So we obviously just kind of recently watched it. What were your, your thoughts? To give you a bit of backstory, we did both enjoy X, which we obviously both said earlier. Yep. Um, so, yeah, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, well, going back to my original view on the previous movie, um, yeah. it did exactly what it needed to do um, and <laughs> also was very cohesive to its previous film. So all the things that happened in X, even the stuff that was like environmental that you didn't think had any impact um, were all relevant. You know, in, in the movie X they had like the the vehicle that was in like the, the the lake or whatever and why the old guy's trying to hunt around pretty much for him or whatever, that they showed like the origin of that. And I thought it was just like pointless, but they showed like how it all began and how everything rolled over between it all. Um, I loved uh, the main actress. Mia Goth. Yeah, Mia Goth as a... Bit um, of a scream queen. Yeah, she was, I thought, um, did really well in her role and I thought she was really good in both roles throughout both of those films. Um, I enjoyed... It kind of actually head in a direction that I wasn't sure it was going to head in. Like I expected it to end up messed up because that's what X was, and you know when it was starting to have that many comparisons. Yeah, like it was a, the the X was a yeah really interesting good film, and then kind of it reached a point where it was just starting like, to get un- really fucked and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and I, I thought she was going to have like some kind of origin story of going through all these things, but she's just mental, and I <laughs> thought she played that well. And like if I was any of those other people or even the, the the projectionist dude, I'm like, dude, nah, like, God, get the hell out of there. I'd start running. I'd smack her out. Like, I'd, it's just, it's like, she is terrifying. And I thought that's what actually made her great in that. Um, I'm not sure inherently what the overall story was, except really identifying that she was a psychopath. But look, I enjoyed the film overall. Yeah, I, I think it's really you can't sort of. It's difficult to watch this film as a solo film. I think you really need to see X, to be honest. I think first, yeah, um, you do. Or, or first, or even second. I think seeing it first actually, I would tend to. Well, yeah, 
First, probably more so, but like you could either watch it either way. But I think overall, I don't necessarily sit here and see this as like a solo film. I think a lot of the payoff is in X. And I know they're making actually a third film of the thing yep. called Maxine, Maxine, which is coming out, which is um, about her trying to be a film star, but um, not the character from this, but Mia Goth's character from X. So for anyone who doesn't know, she plays the main character in X, also the main old lady in X and that lady ended up being the, the lady in this film who was young at the time. So a bit confusing, but um, <laughs> she was fantastic in this film. All, all jokes aside, like she was unbelievable, Mia Goth. If it wasn't such a stacked year for awards, I'd genuinely sit here and say like she could be vying for nominations. She, she there's, a a certain, there's a certain scene towards the end where she pretty much gives a seven, probably five to ten minute monologue not cut and it's just her talking the whole time and it's it's unbelievable um, the work she did there, which you don't re really see in horror films or like films like this calibre that you don't really tend to see films with great performances <laughs> if we're being real. But um, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And as I said, it's probably definitely a two-part playoff because I tend to agree a lot, of the, a lot of the things in this film you tend to see come to a close or come to like a closure in, in X, which... Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Like you see the car, obviously that the alligator situation, even yep. the bodies under the house, which you see in in X when um, General Ortega's character goes down in the house, and you see all the bodies there. You see that situation unfold, and it's um, really, really well done. To be honest, like yeah. I, I sit here and I think realistically, T West has probably written both films back to back, and kind of. Um, rather than kind of write. And then obviously they've only come out within like a six month period as well. So I presume they were directed and, and made at the same time, but I thought it was really well done. You don't tend to see things like this done and it's very much a, almost like you can see the passion and love put into it. It's very much made like a twenties movie with all the, all the yeah. film direction style, the, the audio, the, writing, the script writing and everything this, like this, that. The score was fantastic as yeah. well, but um no, I, I really, I wouldn't sit here and say it's, you know, in the top 10 films of the year for me or my favourite or best, but I, re I really, really enjoyed it and I thought I thought it was a better movie than X. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. X kind of played a little bit more into the horror tropes. This is very much more, even though it's not, it's not really a horror at all, but it's a bit more fucked up, but it's very much like a character study, which yeah. um, it's a good way to just it. kind of pays off, as I said, pays off with X is the main thing, so... Um, no, I, I definitely recommend it and I think it's a great film. I'm not exactly sure when it comes out into Australian cinemas. We were lucky to, to see this early. Um, Have they announced any release on like Maxine when the sequel's supposed to come out or is it just in later the Later this year, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like it's all been made at the same time. So what happened is... Um, what What happened is Pearl was shown at... Um, Pearl was shown at a film festival. I'm not exactly sure what, but... Um, a third film just days before the release of Pearl um, Maxine was announced, which, yeah, for anyone, it's basically it follows Maxine after the events of X where she's the only survivor and she um, sets out to make it as an actress in the 1980s. And the one thing I was actually going to say is it, it makes a lot of sense as well. You see the old lady as a character in X go, you know, I resonate with you, you're like me, you want to be an actress, you're the, the... And it just gives a lot of backstory and I think it makes X a better film as well. I agree. Which I agree is, completely. Um, yeah, poor, so poor Howard, which, <laughs> yeah, poor, which, which is interesting because I actually say the like the, the best part, 
The main thing about prequels or sequels is when they succeed, it makes the predecessor or the movie after a better movie. And I think that's the main thing. And I think this succeeds 110%. So highly recommend it. Um, Other than that, I don't really have too much to touch on. Do you sort of? No, not really. Anderson Extra. It's a good movie. And you're right. The the fact that it was so like cohesive between the two films definitely made X a better film in general. Yeah. Which... yeah, fair you play. You talk about like the that five to seven to ten minute monologue or whatever she did, where it was the camera didn't change from her the whole time. Yeah, it was a one shot. Story. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like, riveting. Unreal. I couldn't lock my eye. Put, couldn't really like. Look I away. also love the one when she was like in the barn, um, like yelling, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like with that, um, with the projectionist, or whatever. Oh yeah, like yeah, you like don't love me. Like that whole thing was like. I was like, okay, this is weird now. This is uncomfortable. And then it was like terrifying. I'm like, that was fucking good. Anyway, yeah. great film. Definitely yeah, go watch very it. good performance. Go watch um, both. Yes, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really have too much to touch on. Ne- next week we'll be um, covering the Weird Al Yankovic movie starring Daniel Radcliffe um, and I think a Florence Pugh movie as well called Wonder. I can't remember what it's called. It's the one where she um, looks after kids who haven't eaten, which was a book written by the same woman who wrote room which was with Brie Larson where she was locked in a room with her kid. I don't know if I've actually seen Fantastic room. movie. But no, nah, it came out a while ago, like 2014 or so. But um, other than that, that's all we have sort of time for this week. So we'll, we'll cut it off there. But other than that, you can obviously catch us on all podcasting platforms and um, Spotify podcast. Oh, Sp- sorry, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Visual Aspect on YouTube. But other than that, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.